Welcome to Bite Size Dental Marketing. Today I have Dr. Calderwood. Dr. Calderwood's out of Park City Dentistry. Great to have you on the show. We've met twice now in Florida and I've got to hear certainly part of your journey, but I'd love to hear your origin story. Thanks for having me on. Basically, I'll start about 14 years ago, 14 and a half years ago. I bought um, a solo practicing dental office in Park City, Utah, and I, I grew up in the area, so it was nice for me to move back to Utah. I, before this, I was working in Colorado and honestly didn't think I'd ever come back to Utah. Uh, I love Utah. I love the recreation here, the mountains, the four seasons. I love um, the climate. It doesn't get too hot in the summers, which is a big deal for me. But Utah, um, has, dentistry in Utah has struggled in terms of profitability for a long time. Mm because they are ranked 49th out of the 50 states uh, in terms of dental insurance reimbursement rates. Sometimes we're 50th, but last I saw we were ranked 49th. And whether we're 49th or 50th, the point is that dentists in Utah don't get paid as much as dentists do elsewhere. So my late wife and I, when we were in dental school at University of Maryland, we were open to living anywhere in the country, from Maine to Alaska to Texas. We were we were cool with living anywhere. We just wanted to make enough money to make that long journey through college and dental school worth it. And uh, upon graduation, I took a job in Colorado, like I said, and then after working there for a while, wanted to own my own practice and came to Park City. And it was it was difficult. It was a really challenging practice. When I bought it, uh, they were only producing about $500,000 a year. Well, it was, they didn't have a hygiene department. The dentist did his own hygiene, only had a couple employees. And the reason I bought it was because I saw potential in it. I thought, you know what? I think I can get this turned around. We can make this practice quite profitable. Um, and in hindsight, I was definitely overconfident and mm. thought a lot more of myself. My, my business know-how and my business training was just so limited. And, and in my mind, I thought I'm a great guy and do great dental work. I'm um, easy to chat with. I, I can make this work, but I, I didn't understand systems and, you know, business metrics, everything. I did not understand it. So I jumped in head first and uh, struggled for a few years. And right when I felt like I was about to turn a corner, um, I'd been here about three, yeah, about three years. My, my late wife, she unfortunately passed away from a brain tumor, glioblastoma, but she was diagnosed with her first tumor about three years into it. And then that, that was hard. And we just mm. struggled um, to, I struggled to juggle everything with taking care of her, taking care of our four kids. Um, at the time when she was first diagnosed, they, I had four kids that were aged under five, five years old and younger. Wow. And, um, so we battled with that for four years and then, um, she, she ended up passing away from the tumor. This is seven years ago. And around that same time, I was asked to run, uh, on the Utah dental association board. And I ran, I was elected and, uh, started to serve on the board and it was an amazing opportunity. Serving on the board was what really sparked the, the first change for my practice because I'd been stuck. I'd been at a plateau for several years, just really frustrated. I wasn't bringing home the amount of money that I envisioned that I'd bring home. I wasn't making the money I wanted to make. And not that it's all about money, but you know, I, I had these, these dreams and mm -hmm. plans. And here I am in my, my mid to late thirties had 
sacrificed all those years in college and dental school and I'm a practice owner and I'm looking around at my buddies that aren't even dentists that don't even have like bachelor's degree that are making more money than me and I was starting to get frustrated. I was like, okay, this is not what I envisioned. This is, I thought it was going to be quite different than this. And I was just frustrated. And when I was on the board of the Utah Dental Association, I remember we were in Denver for one of the national meetings and we were at the airport waiting for a plane to leave. And I started to chat with the, some of the guys and ladies on the board and just opened up, became real vulnerable with them, which on a side note, uh, one of my frustrations with dentistry is how isolated dentists tend to be. That Very myopic. Yeah. And, and we, we, we don't have the opportunity to interact with other people and we become very closed off. Sometimes it's due to shame that we're not producing uh -huh. what we thought we'd produce. And sometimes it's due to pride and we don't want people judging us of where we are, but you, you don't hear numbers shared very openly. And, and if you do, you only hear their highlight reel. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And, and then, then you get dis discouraged and think of, man, I'm mm -hmm. never going to get that. And you don't mm -hmm. hear, like you said, the journey along the way of how they got from A to B and you think, there's no way I'll ever get to that point. So I was stuck, plateaued. I'd rack my brain and I'd take do a ton of continuing education, but it was all clinical. I wasn't getting any of the business training and was scouring the message boards. And I kept thinking uh, that there'd be a silver bullet that would turn my practice around. Well, if I could just get the right um, direct mailer campaign, that'll, that'll turn it around. Or if mm -hmm. I can just get the right kind of, technology in my office yeah 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 something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um and i guess one thing that i have learned through all of this is that it's not one little thing it's doing many many little things well so <clears throat> here i am in the airport opening up to these dentists and thankfully i was in a position that i could be vulnerable with them because we'd worked together pretty closely for two three years at that point and they, I knew they weren't going to judge me. And most of the guys on the dental board were in their late fifties. So they, they, a lot of them had learned the hard way too. And, and now we're successful. So I was picking their brains. I'm like, guys, I'm frustrated. I'm stuck. <clears throat> I'm only collecting like 750,000 a year. I am not getting above this point that I thought I would be. So they sat down and started to run through numbers and they would ask me, tell me about this. Tell me about your new patient numbers. Tell me about, your um, accounts receivable, tell me about this. You just started breaking down a lot of the numbers for me and they helped me get some ideas. And they, one of the main things that they concluded is you need more patience. You got a lot of open time, open share time. You got a lot of downtime. You just need more patience. And one of the struggles in Utah too, is there are quite a few dentists where I am in Park City. Mm -hmm. Last time I counted, I think there's, there's like 18 or 19 dentists just here in Park City alone. And, and it yeah. breaks down to like one dentist for every 1,500 people. I started looking around and after talking with those guys, made some changes. And I remember about that same time I saw an ad from Academy of General Dentistry. And it was All-Star Dental Academy, just an ad for phone skills. And I knew that that was something that needed to be better, that I could spend, you know, thousands of dollars a month on marketing, but if we weren't answering the phone mm -hmm. well, or if we didn't have the customer service skills in place, it was just flushing the money down I, the toilet. I credit how insightful you were before your time. I, that's probably the bane of my existence is someone dropping, you know, four, five, six grand in marketing and 
they called me and and uh that's the worst call ever when you oh yeah and then well i can see they blame you and they're like well why Mm -hmm. am i not getting better results (laughs) yeah and you're like well we're getting you tons of leads you're just not converting them I, I, I delivered 160 marketing phone calls. You converted 20 of them. Uh, you know, our a- average converts 80. I, you know, this is what happens. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's, but, and it's common too. again. Okay. Again, going back to what I was saying, my frustration that we as dentists, we don't talk more. And I would love it if dentists were more aware of that. So that, you know, that office you were working with, if they could reach out to other dentists and realize, yeah, here's the broken link in our, in our chain. This mm-hmm, is what the mm-hmm. problem is, is the customer service. There used to be a saying that, uh, you know, if you show me a CEO, I'll show you a liar. I think we all like to, I mean, I, I, I do, I think, and, and I know that when we were little and, and I, I, again, you're, you're vulnerable. I, I'll, I'll do my part. Andre and I, and I'm, I'm talking years ago, we used to lie about how big we were. And that's because in, in our head to be considered relevant or important or, or, a real, you know, not pretenders or whatever. We had to be so big. Mm-hmm. Well, now I kind of want to lie on the other end yes. because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to be that big, <laughs> but I, we, you know, we don't, but I, I do. And, and I find that when I'm talking to other agency owners, like I, I share enough of my uh, story to be believable, but I really don't want to share that I'm struggling in client services to make connections with clients. And I'm, you know, because those are those are too close to my identity. Mm-hmm. And I, I think dentistry has a, a, a flavor of that of, man, I cannot tell you my bad. I cannot tell you that I'm having trouble because everyone else looks like they're amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's mm-hmm. that pride factor that to truly grow, I think we need to be humble enough mm-hmm. to recognize I've got some shortcomings and it's OK. You know, everybody has their own weaknesses and whatever it is. Everybody has their own shortcomings. And I think a lot of people could reach much greater heights if they would be humble enough to acknowledge that and address those. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in my own personal life, I was addressing a lot of my shortcomings on a business sense. I was addressing a lot of them and I started working with the all-star dental Academy and it's, um, it, I, I actually have to kind of laugh. I felt like I was a, a pet project of the CEO, Alex Nottingham, cause he was just starting up his mastermind group and he asked me to join it. And, you know, my first week in this mastermind group, here's some dentists that are from all over the country that are incredibly successful. These guys are bringing, and this, this isn't even an exaggeration. It's why I felt so inadequate. These are guys that are bringing in for their office, like 4 million plus a year, just mm-hmm. crazy productive offices. And here I am at $750,000 a year. But the good news is um, I started working with my employees, you know, working on the phone skills. We started improving. I was working with a practice coach through All-Star Dental Academy and through that mastermind group, being able to get ideas from people, where can I improve, what can I do better? And within like a three year span, we went from collecting about $750,000 up to 1.3 million, which was a huge, and this was right through COVID too. I started uh, with All-Star back in 2019 Mm -hmm. and then COVID hit and we just kept chugging along right through it. It didn't even phase us. So. I'm happy. I mean, we still, we got a long ways to go if I ever want yeah. to reach those guys, but on my own personal level, I'm, I'm happy. This is kind of where I wanted to be. I'm working a four day work week. I take like two or three big vacations a year. I'm making enough money to you know, be mostly debt free at this point. I enjoy what I do in the practice, general dentistry. So it was, it was, it was nice 
to overcome some of those frustrations I had to finally get where I envisioned I'd be and to be successful to the point where it's, I don't have that weight hanging over me anymore. Like right. it used to be of, of like the debt and keeping up with the debt load. And I don't have this resentment of people that were successful. It used to be, like I said, I'd see Dennis that was successful and I'd get kind of angry and think like, why not me? Why, why can't I have that? And I, now I can celebrate other dentists successes and other businesses, not even dentistry. And I'm sorry. It sounds like they're working on the, the roof again. No, that's all right. It's all right. Yeah, you might be hearing some construction sound, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm loving it. And then, what we ran into last year is we started to get too busy, actually. Mm. Um, so we started to scale back from being in network with insurances. And the thought was, all right, if we go out of network, it'll, you know, we'll, we'll inevitably lose some patients. It'll get to the point where we're not too busy anymore. And the funny part about it is we're completely fee for service now, except for one uh, dental plan that we're in network with. And we're still booked out like three months for hygiene because people love us so much. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> no, we're, we're seeing that across the board that if you, a, I, I, man, I, I do not want to gloss over how impactful it is that I think you have to surround yourself with people who aspire you to do better. And then, uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I think if you're an average of the five people you spend the most time around, I want to spend more time around six people who are more successful than I am. And, you know, I, I, and it's, I, I get in trouble for saying it. So you'd be like, I want to be the dumbest person in the room that when we're talking about problems, like I, 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 I want to aspire to the people who have, who have done greater things than I am. And, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, I think you're in the wrong room. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, surround yourself with people that make you be better. And, and um, that's how, like I was saying it with that mastermind group where, where I've met you in Florida a couple of times, I'm around these guys that they're, they're giants in dentistry and they're, they're helping me to become much better than I thought I would be. Yeah. And the interesting thing is like, you know, uh, Brent Cornelius, uh, Sky Creek dental, like he, the funny thing is, is my emotion around how my company, your emotion around your company, his emotion around his company, even though we're all different companies and different journeys, like, like, I don't know that part of that ever goes away. And a big change that, and I, I may get this quote wrong or this sentiment wrong, but it was actually a big mental shift for me when uh, uh, Emily and I went to marriage therapy, marriage counseling. And, and uh, you know, knock on wood, we're still fighting strong, but the therapist said, you know, resentment is not, actually in the anger family it's in the jealousy family yeah and that was so powerful of like i do not want to be a jealous man i do not want to associate with jealousy like and i i went home that night not chewing about my marriage i was chewing about my business and how i viewed other agencies and companies and i said man i don't want to be angry or resentful and i that changed me to where i, I really did start to become a little more vulnerable and open up a little bit more about about my journey in, in the agency but andre and i joke like at what point do you reach and you know how how much happier can happy can you be because i feel so happy right now but i do want to get bigger <clears throat> that's and that's the it, same with me is like i was telling my wife recently is that i'm so content in life and i'm so happy Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm setting goals for more. So, and I'm like, yeah, let's 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 keep 
keep yeah, reaching, I, keep going. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I, I do have this uh, uh, internal draw of like, I'm happy. I, I, my kids are going to live great. You know, my, my, again, I'm kind of like you, I have enough money to do the things I, I feel com- I want to do. Then why am I chasing these, these bigger ambitions? But, you know, so yeah, but I, I am, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm out there grinding every day, trying to get better. And maybe that's it. Maybe there's something internal. Maybe it's not about the number. It's, it's some <laughs> internal growth desire we have. Yeah. I think so. It is that personal growth. Um, I, I remember along that journey, I read, um, I started this is several years ago, started getting into books on the science of happiness. Mm. One of the books is the happiness advantage. Mm-hmm. And I love that book, by the way. And one of the, the talks in there, some of the things that truly bring happiness, which they'll say, you know, money, fame, prestige, none of that truly is going to bring lasting happiness. It's more like service, um, family, friends, mm-hmm. those, those associations we have and personal growth. And that personal growth aspect is, a huge part of the happiness I have in my life, you know, whether I'm learning a new foreign language or a new skill or seeing my practice grow or becoming a better dad with my, my kids, a better husband, that personal growth brings me a lot of happiness. So when I say I'm content, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm, I'm like putting it on cruise mm-hmm. control, but yeah, I'm, I, I guess one way of saying is, my practice could stay as it is right now for whatever obstacles come away and I don't end up collecting more and I'd still be happy. I'd mm-hmm, tackle those. Mm-hmm. So it's not about a dollar amount for me. That just happens Same. to be, and, and it's changed oddly because it used to be very much about the dollar amount. It used to be very mm-hmm. much about the money. And now it's, it's not about the money. It's about everything else. Having employees that love coming to work, um, which side note, my wife works with me now. She's my head dental assistant. It's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, working with I, your wife in an environment you both enjoy. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I uh, every year Andre and I do a trip uh, uh, where we go out of town together, and and <laughs> we don't talk about we talk about the business in in fear. Of, are you living the life you want? How's how's my retirement coming? I'm I'm about ten years older than Andre. How's my retirement coming? How how are the kids? How are the wives? You know that kind of stuff. Like like as human beings and. Every year I'm like, man, I, I do not need more money. I do not need a different car. I don't need, you know, a bigger house. I want clients that appreciate me. I want employees yeah. who, who I aspire, you know, to be around. And I, I want to make the world a better place within my little sphere of influence. And, and that's happiness to me, but you're right. I definitely used to have a number in mind. Life is short. Mm-hmm. And that was one yeah. thing that was manifest very clearly to me with my my late wife you know she mm-hmm. so when she was diagnosed with her first tumor and we're sitting there with the neurosurgeon and she was asking him very nervous she said hey you know doctor am i going to die from this tumor and he said he, he phrased it really well i'm probably going to butcher a little bit but in a, in a sense he told us every day all of us are one day closer to dying in this situation it's not a matter of if these brain tumors take your life it's when so we knew we were on you know final countdown, so to speak. We didn't know if we had six months, two years, three years to li- for her to live. It ended up being four years, but we made the most of those four years and we had fun. We had fun with our kids. We, we made life matter and we made it count. And it, it did just hammer home that message to me that life is short. Life is way too short to be going to work miserable, hating your mm-hmm. job. And it's just a paycheck. There's, there's so much more to life than 
just money and why not? And thankfully in dentistry, we are very fortunate in that we have a lot of control over our situation, a lot of autonomy, and we can create our dental practice however we want it. You know, if, yep. if I, I, for example, I hate dentures. I hate doing dentures. I don't do them. So I just said, <laughs> I'm not going to do dentures. I'm just going to send them out. So if, you, if there's something in your dental practice or in your situation, like with your marketing firm that you don't like, change it. That's, That's been an fun. awesome aspect about getting as busy as we are, by the way, is if we have just a really rude, disrespectful, mouthy patient, the kind of just like the energy vampires that just suck all the energy out. It's so fun and so nice for us to just politely and, and my office manager at reception, whoever it is, they can say, hey, can we dismiss this patient? And there's no heartburn over all of us like, yeah, we're obviously not the office for them. And we kindly and politely tell them that we won't be able to treat them anymore and what will refer them to another office. And it's nice not having that harbor. It's really good. It, it is. And you know, they need to go find somewhere that they value. Like I, and that's it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's the same thing. I, I just don't, why would you want <laughs> to be around someplace that you don't value? And they're, yeah. and, and, and by, and, and, and the inverse is probably true. They don't value you. And yeah. And back to what I was saying about going fee for service, I think that was the, the pinnacle of truly allowing us that kind of freedom. Because when, mm -hmm. it, like I said, in Utah, we're one of the last ranked states in terms of fee for uh, um, reimbursement rates for dental right. work. Just to give you an example. And some of the dentists listening to your podcast across the country are going to probably choke when they hear this. But there are some dental plans, popular dental plans here in the state of Utah, who have an allowable of $450 for a crown. <clears throat> so in order to make enough money to pay going rate for, you know, just all your overhead, the, the employees, because especially since COVID, the, the cost to retain employees is oh, gone yeah. exponentially. Um, thanks to inflation, our supplies have gone, everything's gone up. Mm -hmm. So to try and provide that kind of dentistry, you need to be just on roller skates, absolutely churning and burning them to even make a profit. Whereas you go fee for service, and suddenly you can slow down. You don't have to go as fast. You don't have to have every patient under the sun coming in your office mm -hmm. and you can go a little slower, provide better quality at a pace that you enjoy. So that was huge in allowing us that freedom. And I think the irony that dentists don't understand is those roller skates are actually holding you back from being great Yep. because you don't get the time to connect with your patients. You don't get the time to really understand them and they become I, I know this is a very unpopular thing, but I, I think they become a number. Like, like they become a, this is worth $450 to me. That patient's worth $800 and you've got a bounce to where, you know, if you took the time to really establish trust and, you know, took, just got to know them as a human being, mm -hmm. their lifetime value to you would increase dramatically. I agree. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like that statement. That, that Dr. Pinky said, I, I've never had a tooth walk into my office. And mm -hmm. when you view, see them as people, you get to know them. And well, that's one of my favorite parts about being a dentist, especially since I've been here for 14 years, is seeing these patients that were newborns when I came in that are now getting driver's licenses. Or these patients that were, you know, in high school, had no idea what they're going to do with their life or coming back in now married with kids of their own. That's awesome. I love, I love that part of Yeah, the community aspect's great. Yeah. Well, gosh, Dr. Caldwell, this has been amazing. And thank you so much for sharing. And uh, I hope to have you on soon. But uh, 
Park City Dentistry, Dr. Cody Calderwood, thank you again. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure.